Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast. Zanzizi Zambibi. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences 25th Annual Academy Awards. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you are looking west on Hollywood Boulevard. Perhaps population changes have swung the motion picture industry away from this historic street somewhat, but it will always remain a little bit of nostalgia and memory, something like 42nd Street and Broadway. Here are the stands, and there is the marquee. And down there in front of the theater, there are a group of people still coming in, Tony Curtis and Janet Lee, Margin Gower champion, Leslie Caron and her husband, Mr. Hormel. Here in the Pantages tonight is the world's most glamorous audience, nearly 3,000 strong, all waiting to see the Oscars handed out, and almost all are either rooting for friends or keeping their fingers crossed for themselves. Perhaps if you look closely in there, you can see some of your favorites at the screen. Most of the nominees will be present. Some, of course, as you've heard, are in, are in New York. I see Merle Oberon sitting down there just to the right corner of the screen. President of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, Mr. Charles Brackett. Fellow members of the Academy, guests, friends everywhere, welcome to this very special birthday. In honor of the occasion, all the presenters tonight are to be Academy Award winners. A miniature Oscar was once voted to a man for his very special services to the Academy as a master of ceremonies. He's to be our master of ceremonies tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bob Hope. Thank you very much, Mr. Brackett. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Suspense. <laughs> I am very, very, very happy to be here at the Academy Awards 25th Annual Awards Show. This is Hollywood's most exciting giveaway show. <laughs> and I want to thank all the wrestlers for relinquishing their time. <laughs> so we can give these awards. Just showed you there's nothing that one group of actors won't do for another. <laughs> As Mr. Bra Brackett pointed out, this is indeed a wedding of two great entertainment mediums with uh, motion pictures and television. And with Oscar 25 years old, it's high time he got married. <laughs> While it's true that he has a child bride, it's a comfort to note that the kid is loaded. 
In fact, the bride's father is picking up the tab for this wedding reception. <laughs> but isn't it exciting to know that a lot of these glamorous stars are going to be in your homes tonight? All over America, housewives are turning to their husbands and saying, put on your shirt, Joan Crawford is coming. <laughs> Television, that's where movies go when they die. Welcome to the Oscars episode of the Zanzizi Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're going to learn a little something about patting ourselves on the back for pretending to be someone else. That's right. Ah. Happy Friday, folks. Thanks for checking out the show. Rate and review, five stars. I'll get it out of the way in the beginning. This is another mini, and uh, people seem to like the last one about March facts, and seeing as the Oscars just happened, I just thought, you know, maybe I'll do a couple of facts on the Academy Awards. Um, long and short of it, it started out because the East Coast was the ones financing, and the West Coast was Hollywood making the pictures. And they didn't want them to unionize, so they decided, why don't we make the actors and actresses fight against each other by vying for a useless award? I'm just kidding. Sort of. Am I? I don't know. But anyway... Let me get into it. The Academy Awards, better known as the Oscars, refers to the Hollywood ceremony as well as the actual awards that are given to honor artistic and technical merit in the film industry. Now look, I'm a huge movie lover. I have been basically my whole life, which is why I figured it was important for me to get it an early episode off the bat where I could discuss just, you know, my first love really was... Movies. I saw E.T. in a drive-in theater. It was one of my first real memories. If I go back to my childhood when I was a little b -b -b baby, um, I remember seeing a poop-covered looking alien and being scared out of my goddamn mind. But you know what? I persevered because that fear became awe and that awe became wonder. And that wonder, well, it was a Steven Spielberg movie. I continued on into my age as I grew. Uh, Back to the Future was an early movie I just wore out the tape and eventually the DVD. Um, and very early on, my dad was like, watch Arnold movies, kid. I don't know why he talks like he's a gruff Boston Bostonian. But uh, no, my dad really showed me a love for action movies and dramas. I loved the Superman movie. I thought Christopher Reeve was my dad. Um, fun fact, one of my dad's cousins actually won a Tom Selleck lookalike contest, the more you know. Uh, continuing on though, as I got older and older and older, I tried to make, uh, movies, actually tr attempted to make a horror movie, uh, inspired by the Blair Witch Project with a f my high school buddies called Lost Minds. And if you're wondering, I didn't write a script, I just tried to make it up on the fly. And most of it was just me trying to get together with my friends. And hopefully somebody would figure it out. And hopefully somebody would be an actor. Anyways, to this day, I've always been fascinated with acting, 
and I have a love-hate relationship with the Academy Awards. I love watching the Oscars because it's nice to know that these people are actually real people, even though they could be AI-generated at this point. Who knows? Um, but I admire the craft that goes into acting, and a good story can really, really affect you. And this year was a big one for me, having been a lifelong Indiana Jones fan and seeing Short Round win the award. And anyone who knows my previous podcast, Conspiracy Therapy, uh, knows that I was happy to see him hug Dr. Jones. So... The first Academy Awards presentation was held on May 16th, 1929. You're going to be in pictures, kid. At a private dinner function at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel with an audience of about 270 people. The post-awards party was held at the Mayfair Hotel. The cost of guest tickets for that night's ceremony was $5, which is $79 at 2020 prices. So it was, it was cheap. Or not, it's cheap. If it was $5 today, uh, no, 79 I mean, that's, that's almost the cost of the, the new Zelda game, man. Uh, 15 statuettes were awarded, honoring artists, directors, and other participants in the filmmaking industry of the time for their works during the 1927 to 28 period. So, something interesting about these awards, these early awards, was that they were being awarded for their collective works of that year and rather than just a performance in a movie. So, I mean, you could have a real stinker in there. I don't know, like a Quantumania or something, but then also have like a Wet Hot American Summer, which is a banger of a movie. Um, see that movie. The term Oscar is a registered trademark of the American Motion Picture Association. However, in the Italian language, it is used generically to refer to any award or award ceremony regardless of which field. The first best actor awarded was Emil Jannings for a performance in The Last Command in the Way of All Flesh. He had to return to Europe before the ceremony, so the Academy agreed to give him the prize earlier. This made him the first Academy Award winner in history. At that time, winners were recognized for their entirety of their work, in a certain category during the qualifying period, as I say, stated. At the 29th ceremony, held in 1957, the f Best Foreign Language Film category, now known as Best International Feature Film, was introduced. Until then, foreign language films had been honored with the Special Achievement Award. Hooray, you speak another language! And have different customs. Uh, perhaps the most widely seen streaker in history was 34-year-old Robert Opel, who streaked across the stage of the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in L.A., flashing a peace sign on national U.S. television at the 46th Academy Awards in 1974. Fucking hippies. Bemused host David Niven quipped, quote, Isn't it fascinating to think that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings? Oh, David. That's silly. Later evidence arose suggesting that Opal's appearance was facilitated as a publicity stunt by the show's producer, Jack Haley Jr. 
Robert Metzler, the show's business manager, believed that the incident had been planned in some way during the dress rehearsal. Niven had asked Metzler's wife to borrow a pen so he could write down the famous line, which was thus not the ad lib it appeared to be. Everything's scripted, nothing's real. The 74th Academy Awards held in 2002 presented the first Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. From 1973 to 2020, and since 2022, all Academy Award ceremonies has ended with the Academy Award for Best Picture. For 2021, this tradition was broken as the ceremony ended with the Academy Award for Best Actor. Traditionally, the previous year's winner for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor present the awards for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress, while the previous year's winner for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress present the awards for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. On February 9, 2020, Parasite became the first foreign language film to win Best Picture at the awards ceremony of the 92nd Academy Awards. Tom Hanks announced at the 2020 Oscar ceremony the opening of the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures on December 14, 2020. Museum development started in 2017 under Carrie Brower, but is now led by Bill Kramer. It's kind of boring. Anyway, um, so yeah, everybody probably wonders um, how did the Oscar statuette become a thing? Well, to begin, the best-known award, the Academy Award of Merit, more popularly known as the Oscar statuette, made of gold-plated bronze on a black metal base. It is 13.5 inches tall, weighs 8.5 pounds, and depicts a knight rendered in Art Deco style holding a sword standing on a reel of film with five spokes. The five spokes represent the original branches of the Academy. Actors, writers, directors, producers, and technicians. The Academy officially adopted the name Oscar for the trophies in 1939. However, the origin of the nickname is disputed. One biographer of Betty Davis, who was a president of the Academy in 1941, claimed she named the award after her first husband, band leader Harmon Oscar Nelson. A frequently mentioned originator is Margaret Herrick, the Academy executive director, who, when she first saw the award in 1931, said the statuette reminded her of Uncle Oscar, a nickname for her cousin Oscar Pierce. I'll just call our cousins uncles and our aunts nieces fuck it it's 30s shit's about to get real in europe um columnist sydney skalski who was present during herrick's naming in 1931 wrote that quote employees have affectionately dubbed their famous statuette oscar the academy credits skalski skalski sounds polish with the first confirmed newspaper reference to oscar in his column on march 16 1934 which was written about that year's sixth academy awards the 1934 awards appeared again and another early media attention of oscar a time magazine story in the ceremonies that year walt disney was the first person to use the term oscar while giving an acceptance speech walt disney you are a few uh, future episode for sure. So, prior to 1950, Oscar statuettes were and remained the property of the recipient. Since then, the statuettes have been legally encumbered by the requirement that the statuettes be first offered for sale back to the Academy for US $1. If a winner refuses to agree to this stipulation, then the Academy keeps the statuette. 
Academy Awards predating this agreement have been sold in public auctions and private deals for six-figure sums. In 1989, Michael Todd's grandson tried to sell Todd's Best Picture Oscar for his 1956 production of Around the World in 80 Days to a movie prop collector. The Academy earned enforcement of its statuette contract by gaining a permanent injunction against the sale. In 1992, Harold Russell co-signed his consigned his 1946 Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for the Best Years of Our Lives to auction to raise for his wife's medical expenses. Though his decision caused controversy, the first ever Oscar to be sold passed to a private collector on August 6, 1992 for $60,500. Um, today that would be 116800 Russell defended his action, saying, quote, I don't know why anybody would be critical. My wife's health is much more important than sentimental reasons. The movie will be here even if Oscar isn't. And finally, in December 2011, Orson Welles' 1941 Oscar for Citizen Kane, Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay, was put up for auction. After his heirs won a 2004 court decision contending that Wells did not sign any agreement to return the statue to the Academy, on December 20th, 2011, it sold in an online auction for $861,542, which is $1,037,800 today. Some buyers have subsequently returned the statues to the Academy, which keeps them in its treasury. Belongs in a museum. And so does Harrison Ford. I don't know if anybody saw the 2023 Oscars, but he looked like a Jack Skellington coming out to hug old little short round who... Congratulations, Mr. Kwan. I gotta say this, and this is from... And I'll go through this a bit. Um, my... I, you know, I didn't see all the movies that were nominated, but I sure as shit did love Everything Everywhere All at Once. I would definitely give that... I would put that in my top movie of... To movies of all time for sure um, and also and I feel like I'm in the minority on this but I bawled like a baby with Casey at The Whale we just saw it and Brendan Fraser is maybe one of the best actors ever um, great movie I loved uh, Women Talking was good um, Avatar was amazing took the kids to see it it's not cheap uh, but it was a great experience. Uh, Top Gun was fun. I, I mean, that's what you want, right? We need movies. Movies are fun. And movies can make us think. And that's why I loved Everything Everywhere All at Once and The Whale for making me think. Um, I don't know. I don't like to get too serious. Obviously, if you've listened to past episodes of the show, you know how I roll. But anyways, that's been your episode. Um, hopefully you learned something about Oscars and, uh, yeah, um, probably play a little clip here now before we end, but basically I just wanted to reiterate, please rate and review. We'll shout you out in the show in a future mini or proper episode. If you're nasty or sweet, we like both follow us on Instagram at, uh, Zanzizi underscore podcast uh, just search it. You'll find it. You'll see the skeletons in the car. One of them's me. One of them's Casey. One of them's Michael from... Oh, you don't know this yet because we just recorded it. But please check out 
my most recent episode about invisibility in games and video game apocalypse. They were generous enough to have me on, and there is a forthcoming episode with me and Michael. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's super silly, super fun. But anyways, that's been your episode. I love you. I'll see you next week, Monday, for a proper ep. Have a great one. Tracy, need I say it is a privilege and an honor to announce this winner, Miss Vivian Lee in Gorman. Ladies and gentlemen, please forgive me if my words are inadequate in thanking you for your very great kindness. If I were to mention all those who've shown me such wonderful generosity through Gone with the Wind, I should have to entertain you with an oration as long as Gone with the Wind itself. So, if I may, I should like to devote my thanks on this occasion to that composite figure of energy, courage, and very great kindness in whom all points of Gone with the Wind meet, Mr. David Selznick.